Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Firstly this week, after 32 years of informing and entertaining the people of County Wexford, Southeast Radio reported on its highest ever listenership figures. And I'd like to take this opportunity to congratulate my colleagues for their tremendous performance and to thank you for continuing to tune into Business Matters every Saturday morning. Now on to my first guest. In the US, an unexpected outcome of the COVID-19 pandemic has been the Great Resignation, with millions of Americans quitting their jobs in this period. Are we about to witness the same trend in Ireland? Well, journalist Alana McNamee has recently written an article about this movement and she joins us now to tell us more. Alana, you wrote an article for the Business Post last week entitled The Great Resignation. But what inspired you to write about this particular topic? Well, I'm very interested in work and especially in how work has changed because of the pandemic. I've seen it with some friends, family members and kind of seen the way how we work, where we work, when we work, how all of that has been changing. I also came across a very interesting article in the New York Times by a guy called Paul Krugman, and he was writing about this phenomenon of the Great Resignation um, in America. And that kind of prompted me to, to wonder, is a similar thing happening in Ireland? How might that be transferring across here and, I suppose, manifesting here in Ireland? Or is it at all, you know? And of course, we have seen massive move and transition to remote working. In your opinion, and from the research that you've done, is that going to become more permanent? I think so. I do think so. I think there is going to be a demand from employees that that employers will allow them to do that. When you think of the changes that remote working allowed people to have within their lives in terms of quality of life, reduction of commutes, all of these factors, people got accustomed to them and they realised well, if I can work from home, why shouldn't I? You know, they realise that they actually can do that. And I think they're going to be looking to employers to allow them to continue with that and to allow them to have more of a, um, to, to include quality of life, to allow that to be a factor in terms of employment and choosing employment and choosing a job. So in general, with office-based positions, do you feel that employees will never make their way to the office or that they'll work from there maybe a day or two a week in general? to say exactly what's going to happen. I think there is research to suggest that there's a lot of value in in what you mentioned around coming in for a day or two in terms of hybrid working, in terms of sociability, feeling connected to the office. Because I think everybody, so many people had that experience of being on Zoom and feeling a bit disconnected, feeling detached. And I think there is a recognition that having both allowing for flexibility, allowing for people to work from home to, to facilitate caring responsibilities and other things like that, while at the same time maintaining a physical connection to their office and to their company is important. So having both, I think, I think is probably something we're definitely going to be seeing an awful lot more of going forward. Now the term the Great Resignation has been coined from the mass numbers of Americans who have quit their jobs since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Perhaps you might tell us about this ongoing trend in the US. Yeah, the numbers are massive in the US. It's really, really striking. I think it was 4.3 million resignations they had in August. That was a record at 2.9% of the workforce. They then went on and smashed that in September when 4.4 million people resigned. It's definitely something that, that seems to be a trend in the US. 
You've also got the rise of what's called the anti-work movement. It's a subreddit is where it's kind of, uh, we're seeing that happen. And that increased in subscribers by 400% over the last year. That's a place where people start to discuss things like working conditions, dissatisfaction with their employers, and to look at other alternatives that may be available to them. You also saw in the US, Striketober, they called it, where there were large numbers of strikes There were also strikes planned for Black Friday. We saw that with Amazon. So I think there is a general feeling in the US, certainly there seems to be dissatisfaction about work, about working conditions and a real desire for change. And Americans are not the only international group of citizens that are using this period of reflection to execute career changes. So what can you tell us about the movement that is happening in China right now? Yeah, it's very interesting actually to see that this is actually a global phenomenon that COVID has seemingly occasioned. In April of 2021, you had what is being called the lying flat movement in China. That kicked off. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm undoubtedly mispronouncing this, but they call it Tang Ping. And that was with a guy who was a factory worker who started blogging about the fact that he was stepping back from that rat race. You know, China notoriously has a really extreme working culture. They have this 996, whereby you're working from 9am to 9pm, six days a week. So for them, that's a really big change to have. And I think it tends to be younger people pulling back from that and looking towards a different way of life. Now, as you can probably imagine, it hasn't gone down too well with the government nor with the state-sponsored media. And I think there has been a bit of a clampdown, say, for example, on Chinese social media platforms in terms of trying to contain this um, and, and stop it from spreading. On the basis that Ireland in general has very good protection from employees from a working conditions perspective, has the great resignation taken off here? It's difficult to say. I would I would urge a certain amount of caution with this because from speaking to academics and I spoke to a career and workplace psychologist, Sinead Brady, from Article 2, they were all inclined to say that it's a little too early to really call that now. There is certainly labour shortages. There are certainly issues within, within the labour market. I think everybody in Ireland can probably see that. But we've not really compiled the data yet to definitively say whether we're having resignations en masse like what they're seeing in the US. And Alana, from the research that you've done, I'm sure you've seen that that pandemic period was an opportunity for many people to reflect on what they were doing and to see if there was something better out there for them from an employment perspective. Absolutely. I think that's something that's undeniable. It's undeniably happening here in Ireland as well as around the globe. People have seen that there is more to life. There are other things that, that, that matter as well, that they don't necessarily need to maybe take that long commute to have that difficult, pressurised workplace environment. And people are seeking out alternatives. And I think that that holds here as much as anywhere else, you know. And of course, we've all seen the signs in businesses in each town and city across the country that are looking to recruit new staff and in many cases struggling to fill these roles. Is the pandemic unemployment payment of any issue in relation to the cause behind us? It's difficult to say for sure. I did speak to somebody for my article who had been on the pandemic unemployment payment excuse me, last summer and she specifically said that deterred her from going out from and looking for work and that she knew of friends that did the same. She knew of people who had gone abroad for the summer um, and lived abroad while at the same time claiming the pandemic unemployment payment. So I definitely think 
there were instances in which it was a deterrent, no doubt. Having said that, now, the, the pandemic unemployment payment has been tapering off for quite some time. And it did happen that in September, students were no longer able to claim the payment. That would have forced an awful lot of them back into the workplace. And we also had things like, you know, the scheme was closed to new entrants. Now, I would add that I know, I know the government plans are afoot to, to re- reintroduce payments, you know, with, with, with the new restrictions being introduced. But up until this point, I do think that the pandemic unemployment payment is having less of an impact than maybe it would have done during the summer. And I do think there are other factors at play. For example, you know, when I was writing my article, I was interested to dis- excuse me, to discover that we've got an issue with fewer migrant workers coming in and greater numbers going out since the pandemic. And because we're heavily dependent upon migrant workers here, that caused issues too. And what sectors specifically were affected by that? Well... It, it varies. So absolutely hospitality was affected. That was a big one. But also, and I found this quite interesting, the tech industry is one where, where they would have had difficulties with that. 25% of Ireland's tech industry is non-nationals, non-Irish workers. So for them, that was an issue, seeing people leave or potentially not having so many people coming in. Can all of these employment problems be placed at the door of the pandemic or are there other factors here at play? I think some of the problems predate the pandemic. Some of the issues, uh, maybe problems isn't exactly the right word, but nonetheless, things like a heavy reliance on migrant workers, that predates the pandemic. In addition, we've also got a a low-wage economy. I spoke to a sociologist, uh, Dr. Kieran Allen from UCD, and he said that 23% of workers here can be classified as low-wage. That might be causing an issue in terms of enticing people into certain industries. We've also got a lack of skilled apprentices in certain industries, for example, construction. And that's something that, again, predates the pandemic and was potentially a gap that was being plugged by migrant workers. Perhaps now is the time to look at these pre-existing issues and say, maybe it's time we fix them. Yes, they were exacerbated by the pandemic, but these are long-standing issues within the Irish labour force. And there's no doubting that the past two years have facilitated time for reflection, but are there any possible long-term effects for Ireland as a result of all of this? I think absolutely. There absolutely is going to have to be. Our lives were changed so massively, all of us. Of course, how we work, where we work, when we work, all of these things are going to change too. And it's going to prompt, and it is prompting, to reconsider and, and to, when, you, when your life changes so massively, of course, you begin to see things differently and perhaps to evaluate what's important. So I would absolutely expect that there will be longer-term consequences from from the pandemic. And Alana, finally, the million-dollar question from a worker's perspective, were you able to gauge what they now want from their employment? I think, from speaking to workers, people want to be supported at work. A real issue in Ireland is burnout and difficulties with well-being at work. I think people want a supportive employer who's willing to have a dialogue around working conditions, around flexibility, and to make it so that the work, people's work, fits into their lives rather than impinges on or makes their life more difficult. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was freelance journalist Alana McNamee, and I'd like to thank Alana for joining us on this morning's programme to discuss the great resignation and the changing nature of the Irish labour market. (laughs) 
Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.